0: Hello everyone, Janie, j and a, here from your Weight Loss. Hi, Leash. Hi. Today we're talking about hunger, which I think people will love. It's a great topic. It is a great topic. How, how, how are you? I'm really good. Uh, I mean, I'm really happy that our house is empty. This is the first time we, we just had a run of four days with all the humans in the home. Stop. Um, I'm actually going to look right now. How how is it looking for the next few days? We're good. We're going to make it through. Yeah, we're going to make it through. Oh yes. Yes. Canceled that storm. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Um, okay. Yes. Good. Um, yeah, we're doing great and we feel like, um, we need the humans to be gone in order to be like our best when it comes to this. And actually I was thinking about like how I could never do both at the same time and be happy. As in like, I was like losing patience yesterday. I'm like, you're not supposed to be here. Go away. I mean, that's the thing too. It's with the kids. It's quality and quantity. Do you know what I mean? Like when you don't, how can I miss you if you don't go away? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, I agree. Uh, okay. So today we're talking about all the things, hunger, hunger cues, um, calorie, calorie deficit, um, quality of calorie, quantity of food, all of it. And I think that all fits in and ties into really nice, um, with this topic of hunger. Agreed. Okay. So share with everyone what brought up this conversation. Okay, so someone posted a question on our Instagram about how can I? So she wants to follow her hunger cues. And that's something that we obviously put out there in the world. We're like, you know what? You need to follow what your body is telling you. But she says, and I love it. She's like, if I follow my hunger cues, I'm going to overeat and not be in a deficit. So how can I? And she's like, to be in a deficit, I truly believe like I need to always be hungry. And she says, how can I follow my hunger cues? without overeating without being over my calories so basically it's almost like this how can i lose weight without feeling hungry (laughs) yeah yeah and that's the question i assume that she's also looking to maybe be more on the intentional side of eating versus the tracking side like she wants to actually honor her hunger um and but not count the number of calories but actually be in a calorie deficit Exactly. And that's like very, um, for some reason, confusing for a lot of humans out there, Alicia. Like we see it on TikTok. We see it all the time. People being very confused on How can I be in a calorie deficit without counting my calories? And how can I know how many calories I'm eating or make sure, the whole make sure, let's make sure I'm in a deficit by counting. And there's just so many words, so many words that we need to (laughs) say. Um, And you know what, you guys, you can estimate how many calories you're going to consume, but let's just put that to the side and listen to this. From a perspective of what if I didn't focus on an actual number? What if I did actually focus on my hunger and honoring my hunger and eating food that I like that also fits my goals? I love that. Okay. So because at least said also fits my goals. You also need to, if you want to do this, you need to be open to getting a very, I guess, not personal, but in tune with the results your life is giving you. So you can't just like put that aside. If you do have goals, your goals are still important. So it's like, how can I mesh both of them together? Exactly. And there is a piece of this process that is not tracking, but it is awareness. Absolutely. Like if you, you could easily consume a thousand calories and it's barely any food. Oh, okay, let's talk about that. What do you mean when you say that? Okay, so not all food is created equal obviously with the de- calorie density. So certain food is very calorie dense, anything high in fat. So for every gram of fat is 9 calories whereas carbs and protein is only 4 calories. So anything high in fat like nuts, um cheese. butters, oils, cheese, meat, like lean like ground beef um, right. is very calorie dense calorie dense means high in calories correct it's like kind of like per square foot it's like imagine you're putting <laughs> tile in your home right <laughs> yeah there's there's tile that is very expensive and other it, it's like two dollars a square foot or eight dollars a square foot like are you putting vinyl or are you putting granite down oh so I love this example this is you're great. covering the same square footage but like one is way more expensive Exactly. And if you only have the same, if you only have a budget, you might only be able to do one room in your house with that, you know, with that tile. Exactly. And you know what? Let's just talk about that. Okay. I would never discourage anyone from eating new, good food. Like, I don't want to say good food, nutrient-dense food. Okay. Like, kay. let's say nuts. However, hummus, let's say hummus. Let's say, um, you know. Avocado. I- Huh? Avocado. Avocado, great one. Let's say if you but if you are trying to lose weight, guys, you need or should or might want to be aware of how what is in what you're eating. Yes, like, you know, a smoothie, a smoothie bowl, a salad, all of these things, amazing, delicious, healthy, nutrient dense, also calorie dense. Exactly. And I think that we live in a society where we're confused, Leash, because those words the word smoothie, the word salad, the word quesadilla, the word wrap, the word um, just like these words that are like considered, they are considered avocado toast. Right? Like, these are all fancy words that people are like, well, if I eat that, I should lose weight or be healthy. But at the end of the day, um, these are also calorie-dense foods, but they're very nutrient-dense as well. So there's that balance between who you are as well and what you like. Like, I would not spend over 300 calories on an avocado. I wouldn't. And that's my right. And that's my preference. Um, And it's not because I'm scared of 300 calories. It's just, I want to be smart about my budget. And I don't, maybe you don't want to spend that much money on really fancy flooring, right? Maybe you want a really nice, something else, nice furniture instead. Like you, there is a difference here. And that's why that this conversation is so important, first of all, to create awareness for people that are frustrated because they feel like, well, I'm eating healthier, but I'm not losing weight. But also, sometimes people think there's certain foods they should eat, right. and they're just eating them because they know they're healthy. Quinoa, that's another great one, very calorie-dense, very nutrient-dense, but they're eating it because they think they should to be healthier, and they don't even realize. They don't even actually like it that much absolutely absolutely so you're spending all this money on flooring that you don't even like oh no 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 because you think it's what you should do exactly and you're like oh well this is the flooring that the guy said at the store yeah the guy just wants to send you he wants to sell you the most expensive one he doesn't care if you're gonna have to pay this for years the guy said it was the best one so that's the one you did exactly Okay, so that's a piece of it, is the hunger, is to be aware of calorie density. Okay, so so let's go and talk about when people say, I feel like to be in a deficit, I need to be hungry. What do you think is happening in the background? Okay, so that's a lot of that is diet mentality, I think, too, is we we often think we need to suffer to lose weight, and if we're not feeling deprived or hungry, then it's not working. It's almost Mm. like a rite of passage to weight loss is hunger and deprivation. And I do think that past experiences with weight loss, like people with their own past experiences with weight loss really link that feeling to results, um, like deprivation being hungry. So they think they need to go back to that type of feeling in order to lose weight. Now, guys, there is a difference between like you guys know, and we all know that to lose fat you need to be in a calorie deficit, but there is a range. Can we talk about that? That you do not need to feel like if you are feeling hungry all the time and deprived all the time and you're melting, like there's that, that's, that's like red, red alert. Like you are losing a lot of weight and we're, we're not saying that that's bad. We're saying, are you feeling deprived? though? are you being, you know, are you hungry? And someone asked that on uh, Instagram last night, Leash said, what is too much? Like, is there such a thing as losing too much weight? And I said, yes, if you lose weight in an unhappy, miserable, unsustainable, deprivating way, that is the only definition I have for losing too much weight. You know, there's no number attached to it. It's a feeling. It's the way you do it. I love that answer. I thought you did a great job with that answer. Um, and it is, there's no like number and everyone's different has a certain amount to lose. Um, you know what though? There is uh, let's, let's be really honest, guys, a calorie deficit is a little bit uncomfortable for humans. So, Oh, absolutely. Cause you, you yeah, want to change. You want, and you want to make a change in your body. And our bodies were made to basically, you know, make sure we had enough food. So as soon as we, you know, maybe aren't fully full, you know, our brains are going crazy and we need to manage that. So, I'm not saying you are never, ever going to be a little bit hungry, but you also shouldn't be starving all the time. No. And there is there are things that you can do when you realize, man, I'm always hungry around 3 p.m. There are things that you can do, and that takes self-awareness, mindset work, and that's where the the importance really lies, right? It's not in necessarily like in order for you to sustain weight loss and get it and and to to achieve it and then keep it. The, the mindset work behind everything and the self-awareness behind everything is what's going to keep you going. Not the perfect meal plan, not a certain magical food item. That's not, you know, you're not being successful for years because you eat avocado. Like it's, it's really about the knowledge, the self-awareness you've created and the adjusting piece that you've grown comfortable with. Like I, it's not like I'm either in or quitting. I'm, I'm either doing something. And if I see it doesn't work or that I'm hungry or there, or that there's a feeling that feels off to me, I adjust, I adjust my, my eating, whatever I choose to eat. I adjust the time that I eat. I might adjust my exercise. Like there's adjusting that needs to happen, not quitting or being in it. Exactly. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to touch on that piece about hunger that also be aware that guys, if you're genuinely hungry, like you can eat, you know, it's important that you trust yourself and build that trust because sometimes we actually overeat just in case I'm hungry later, which, yeah. And that comes from a scarcity, scarcity, scar, scarcity, scarcity, uh, (sighs) mindset. And I love when you said like, it's fine. Like if you're hungry, eat right. But also let's talk about the piece of, are you hungry or are you just not full? There is a difference. Um, And and that is, that's the piece that a lot of people struggle with because they have linked a feeling of when they feel full, that's when they're done eating and really they're over where they're supposed to be. Um, You need to get to a point where you're comfortable and no longer hungry. And that takes time to get back in tune with your body. If you've been a person that's been yo-yo dieting for years, you know, on the diet, off the diet, on the diet, off the diet, you probably have lost touch of your hunger cues. For me as well, when I stopped tracking, it really helped me be more in touch with my hunger cues because I wasn't following a certain number in my fitness pal. I was listening to my body. Okay. And do you think that by not tracking, it allows space in your brain to take the time to listen to your body? Space in my brain, but also just like not following a certain number every single day. And I okay. certainly eat more calories someday than others and not you know, having a goal of one specific number has allowed me to do that. And like you said, space to reflect. Yeah. And that's part of our, our membership. We have a seven day lifestyle challenge that we get our members to do. And part of it is, were you over hungry today? Were you feeling deprived today? Were you stuffed at any point today? So Absolutely. all of these prompting questions are going to help you to be more in touch with your hunger. And another part of that seven-day lifestyle challenge is the uh, reflection piece of your knowledge on what you consumed. So it's not just, you know, yes, it is being in tune with how your body felt today, how your brain felt, but also what did you know about your day? And there is a knowledge piece that comes into play here when you want to live your life without counting calories. There is still knowledge. You don't have to have a whole piece of paper writing every number down, but there is knowledge that that is going to be beneficial to your success. Absolutely. And it's not even about always having the knowledge, but it's recognizing that you are lacking it. So sometimes we're like, I should be good. I should have lost weight this week. I should, I should, I should. But then the scale is like, no girl, that did not happen. And so it's, we're lacking the fact that we are lacking, like we have not made peace with the fact that we are lacking self-awareness. And I think that our seven day lifestyle challenge every single day is, all it is is a yes or no question. Is there something you consumed today that you have no clue how many calories it is? And if you answer yes every single day, You cannot say that your body should have reacted a certain way. You I we want you to recognize that you are lacking some knowledge in what you're consuming. And that might be a part of the quote unquote problem of not losing the weight. And I want to say that I have been at this a very long time. I have a pretty good understanding of food knowledge. And I still learn and are almost surprised every week by certain food items and how and sometimes good surprise, sometimes bad surprise. But there's a lot of power in educating yourself. Yes. And I mean, I grew up on high calorie dense foods. Like that's how my mom fed me. Um, And then I loved volume. So that's why like obesity for me came at a young age because it was just how I grew up. And um, I'm so happy of the knowledge I have. I don't think that my experience in being, you know, overweight at a young age, losing the weight and and doing what we do is what makes me, um, know more when I feed my children. It's like, yes, but it's the knowledge that I've grown on the type of food I'm feeding them. And also like, for example, I think this is a great example. I bought uh, fish sticks for Dia. Okay. Um, and I looked at the, just like, it's a fried fish stick that you put in an oven. Now you guys know I'm not fancy. Okay. But she does love fish and chip in the summer and she'll eat like half a piece. She's not a big eater anyway. So I, I look at the nutrition fact and one piece is 350 calories. Okay. And I know because I know my daughter and portions is not important to her. Okay. So I'm like, but imagine another person that doesn't look okay and feeds this to their children. Now I'm not saying this, but most people be like, oh, they can eat too. You're at seven. And then they serve it with like some sort of like pasta or some sort of side, like a, like some noodles or even craft dinner. If you're like trying to just be like simple, let's say, you know what I mean? Imagine that meal that people do feed their children and there's nothing bad or good about whatever, but it's the portion and not knowing, like I just fed 900 calories to my five-year-old for supper and there are five-year-olds that can eat that can just eat everything and on top of that you say finish your plate you know what I mean I just feel like that plays a role in today's obesity issues in in children and in whatever it's not necessarily the food like we are in North America we give our child children food from a restaurant and from our freezer. It is what it is. We also give them fresh food as well, but there is all of that we have access to. But there's that piece of like knowing I just, that is very calorie dense. So if I want to feed that to my child tonight, I shouldn't, maybe one piece is what is reasonable, right? I don't know, I like had that thought. I was like, Jeff, this is 350 calories. And I know for sure as me, if I look at myself as a six-year-old and my mom feeding me, she would have given me two pieces, with a side. I know it. That's what, and I, and I see it with my eyes when I, um, I've gone to places where I see them feeding that portion. I just, I guess I'm lucky quote unquote, that my kid wouldn't finish all of that. But right now I'm not even, maybe I've never put her in a situation where there's all that food to eat. I was put in that situation as a young kid. And therefore I ended up being obese at quite a young age. Um, but it's just the world we live in, which is, you know, we're, we're tired moms. We want to do quick things. Most of us, that is what we do. And we, I mean, you obviously feed your children with more home cooked meals, but they also eat restaurant food. They do. Oh, absolutely. You know? Yeah, no, absolutely. And I feel like you kids... live in that kind of life, you know? Yeah, um, no, I'm very open about the fact that I certainly do feed my kids all of the things because I think it is important. You know what? I actually heard you talking about this. I don't know where you were talking, but you were talking about the way you grew up and then you struggled with your weight. And you know, it's really, you grew up with lots of crap in your house, right? Absolutely. Yep. I grew up with none of that in my house, but I also struggled with my weight because when I did see chips or cookies or a chocolate bar, I gave her because I never had the experience of having the abundance mindset of having chips around, but not having to finish them all because tomorrow they're gone. Right. So that's been important for me and my, ch- for the way I raise my children yeah. is to give them opportunities to listen to their bodies and have that food around them. And this just proves how, at the end of the day, both of us had our weight issues and it was all because we're in a calorie surplus, right? We ended up in a calorie surplus by, in some way. For me, it was because I had easy access and it was, just it was there and I could do whatever. And for you, it was a di- totally different reason why you ended up having a weight problem. It could be more like that mindset piece or that whatever. Like it, I mean, at the end of the day, it just says, it just shows that the why we overconsume can be completely different from one person to the other. And I just like, want to go back to like kids and whatever. Like, I mean, I mean, moms were all doing the best that we can. And like, it has, oh no, Alicia's not there anymore. Um, it has nothing to do with, I'm going to text her and be like, why are you gone? Um, it has nothing to do with you, you um, overfeeding your children or not overfeeding your children. For me, it's just the knowledge piece behind what I am feeding them. And guys, you all know that I, um, give them pretty simple stuff. And most of them are calorie dense, to be honest, like sandwiches. And like, I'm simple. You guys know that about me, but I'm really looking into volume because that was the issue for me. And also like, we're doing our best. I don't know. Maybe my kids will have weight problems. Right. Um, so I, I just, we can't know. We're just all doing the best that we can with the knowledge that we have and the experience we've had in the past. So to be honest, me being overweight at a young age could help Dia. I could help maybe help Dia more if she ever ends up having a weight problem. Um, because I've lived that life. Like, I mean, again, we're just doing the best we can with the experiences we've lived and with um, what we also need to do to be happy. It makes me happy to be a simple mom. It makes me happy that I don't have to like overthink supper. So I, I, I choose that life as well. Right. So right now, Alicia is struggling to come back. I don't know why. Um, she can still see me and it kicked her out, but this was a great talk. We had her for 20 minutes, which is perfect. Thank you so much for listening. Everyone, please make sure that when you are choosing what you're going to eat, that you are really taking into account your values, your preferences, your priorities as well. So your goals do come into play when we, when you choose what you want to consume in a day, right? Um, so make sure to, to take all of that into account and be open to adjusting if your goals aren't being met because of what you're choosing. You can adjust, and that the quality of your food can really play an important role as well. To not be too hungry, uh, but to create a deficit for yourself. All right. So have a great day, everyone. You can find us on TikTok, YouTube, or Instagram under Your Way Weight Loss, um, or on our website support.com. Bye, everyone.